Hi, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Liz Collin Reports, where we talk truth and have meaningful Minnesota conversations. It is my absolute honor today to get into the story of my guest, the definition of a true American hero, deserving of the ultimate Patriot Award. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me. Put your hands together and welcome Don Patton to the stage. An emotional U.S. Army Colonel Don Patton accepted the Fox News Award in Florida last month. But Colonel Patton is a Minnesotan who has worked tirelessly for decades to keep history alive through the Dr. Harold Deutsch World War II History Roundtable. Don Patton is joining me to share his story today. Sir, thank you so much for your service, first of all, and for being my guest today. Glad to be here. Great for the opportunity. Don, before we get into the award, which I said is much deserved, let's get into your backstory a bit. But you were just a a little boy during World War II, but in a way you said that that has set your course in life, uh, a life that you have really dedicated to service. Well, I I was born in 1939, which people say is the start of World War II. But uh, uh, I had a real sense of uh, the environment that was going on. I, I don't know what that is from a uh, child standpoint. Anytime I could get a magazine or a book or see a picture or go to a war movie, if I can call it that, uh, was always an attraction as a child. When I was in the sixth grade, uh, first year of junior high school, I had a, uh, a history teacher who I found out later was, was actually a real hero in World War II, a Marine hero. He planted a seed. I didn't know what that seed was. But the reason it's, it's been so profound for me is I see how, how important education is. You, you talk about that seed. Uh, you served then 30 years in the U.S. Army, nearly half in command positions. But just tell us a bit more, more about your own career. I did attend Texas A&M. I was in the Corps of Cadets. Uh, I was in the uh, Ross Volunteers, which was considered the elite uh, honor guard for the Corps of Cadets. It was the uh, honor guard for the governor of the state of Texas, still is. I I didn't have a plan for the military. Uh, You know, at that time, I I think people have forgotten until sometime in, in probably the 70s, all males had to register for the draft. They were obligated to serve eight years. My, my assignment uh, as I uh, uh, got out of the officer basic training, when, when I graduated, uh, I accepted a, an engineering position with the train company, the air conditioning company in La Crosse, Wisconsin, which is what brought me from Texas to the to the snow country of the north. You have this 30-year uh, career in the, the U.S. Army. You retire and explain what led you then to organize this World War II History Roundtable, and that was all the way back in 1987. What's the mission? I was selected uh, to attend the Resident Army War College. The, the, uh, the Army War College is in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. When I came back to Minnesota after graduation from the War College, uh, I, uh, I ended up not having an assignment in the reserve program. And I had uh, I had met a fellow by the name of Dr. Harold Deutsch, who uh, 
was a professor at the University of Minnesota. Uh, when I was getting my MBA at the University of Minnesota, I took his World War II history course as an elective. And when he, when he left Minnesota, he went out to become a professor at the Army War College. So I took his course there at the Army War College. Uh, we both came back to Minnesota and 1987, we formed the World War II History Roundtable. Originally, we were going to call it a military history roundtable to kind of use the model of the Civil War roundtables that are uh, around the country. But uh, we, we were going to just make it a kind of a general military history roundtable. And uh, Harold, uh, I'm not sure if he didn't have confidence that I would be able to. Uh, I'm not a historian. Uh, <laughs> to uh, uh, find topics uh, for, for the program. So he said, well, let's make it the World War II roundtable. And if you can't find the programs, I'll just teach my World War II history course. But there are over 300 programs uh, that the roundtable offers, really bringing history to life. And, and just talking about that, you know, reflecting that's 81 years now since Pearl Harbor, um, just according to the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs that I checked, the statistic now is just over 167,000 of the 16 million Americans who served in World War II are alive today. But this history really is disappearing quickly. Well, it, it, it is. And, and uh, one of the things that Harold Deutsch uh, did when I took his course at the University of Minnesota he had interrogated all the German leadership at the Nuremberg war trials. So when he was teaching the course, it wasn't like, you know, here's something on page 385, you know, read this or uh, go, go write a paper on this. I mean, he would bring out letters. I just got a letter from Field Marshal Warlamont. We were talking about uh, the conspiracy against Hitler. And uh, I, I know another time he brought out a letter from Frau uh, uh, Jodl, who, who was the German commander in, in World War II, and she was asking Harold Deutsch to uh, redeem her husband. He was tried and, uh, and hanged at, at Nuremberg, and uh, you know she was of the position because he was just following orders. He should not have been uh, uh, tried and, and, uh, and uh, hung as a part of the Nuremberg war trials. Probably the first third of our existence was, was just trying to find the veterans. Some of the people that I was able to find, just unbelievable. The, the planner for the Southern invasion of France lived out in Wyzetta. I got him to speak on uh, uh, the difficulty of, of planning that invasion. It came about two and a half months after the Omaha Beach, the Normandy landings, and, and the difficulty of getting all of that uh, military stuff that had been used for the Normandy landings down to southern France, the ships and the gliders and the airplanes and so forth to uh, uh, to do that. But uh, wonderful presentation. One of the other uh, other veterans that was such a remarkable story uh, in that early uh, decade plus uh, was a little farm boy from. Uh, Southern Minnesota, uh, he became a combat photographer. He actually landed on Omaha Beach before the infantry landed. So he he actually photographed the, the, the landing of the infantry at Omaha Beach. Uh, he was the photographer for the uh, Remagen Bridge crossing. Uh, 
1945. He was the uh, photographer for the uh, Malmody Massacre, first photographer on the site for that. He was the first photographer into the Buchenwald concentration camp. We, we were able to just find these people that hadn't told their story. I, I mentioned the combat photographer. Uh, I, I finally convinced him that he needed to tell his story. And uh, he, he spoke for about an hour and 20 minutes uh, about how he got into the military, how he trained to be a combat photographer and the experiences that I just mentioned. His daughters came up to me after the program and said, dad had never told us any of that. You just think about all of those unbelievable experiences that he didn't tell to his kids. I always had a very easy time of reaching out to, to these World War II veterans, kind of getting them to open up with their stories. The veterans that had had significant experiences in the war were dying. We then started bringing in prominent historians. And so we made them book signing events. I know you've also called on other people to document their own family's military history. You know, not just World War II, but Korea, Vietnam, even more recent wars. But what would you say to our audience? How important is that? I think one of the concerns that I have of our society today is the, uh, the attack on the families of, of today. One of the questions that I ask young people, uh, the ulterior motive is always to try to recruit World War II veterans to speak on our programs. But I ask people, I said, did you have family in World War II? And oftentimes there's this blank expression on their face. I, I, you know, it would have been a father or grandfather, sometimes maybe a great grandfather. And they don't even know. They can't even answer the question. You know, they, they know who their mom and dad is and, and uh, where they went on maybe spring break, but, uh, but, but they don't know uh, their own roots. <clears throat> and, I, and I think that is so important. But I, I think that pattern of uh, studying who you are, wh where you came from, uh, the events of history that impacted uh, all those previous generations, is such an important part of uh, what we are today. But I'm always trying to encourage people to ask their parents who they were, where they were. Of course, we have the the recent wars in the Middle East, certainly Vietnam, and, and, and it's amazing how many of the Vietnam veterans are starting to die off and how even rare the Korean War veterans are. The number of World War II veterans is sadly, sadly small. And it's, uh, uh, for me, the the stories that were lost because of uh, people not asking the questions. And again, we all have busy lives, you know, it's uh, uh, so sometimes it just doesn't happen. So then from what you hear, what you know about declining recruitment numbers in the military, Don, the way woke ideology has crept into the ranks a bit, but do you worry about our future when it comes to the military? Very much. I, I, I have great concern about, uh, I, I've heard some stories of, uh, uh, of military people being excluded from uh, entry into schools. The military missing all of its recruiting goals has been a hot topic recently. Uh, I, I have a son that just retired uh, after 28 years in the Air Force. After my retirement, 
back in 1991. Uh, that's when he started his career. So I've had a chance to kind of become a, a camp follower, if you call it that, to uh, stay active in what's going on in the military. I, I've had some reports that are concerning to me about the quality of people that are uh, going into the schools in the military. I, I think it all comes back fr from my fairly extensive um, study of the military and of history is the lack of leadership. Uh, people afraid to make the hard calls, the, the right calls, in favor of trying to do a popular call. For folks wanting more information on the Dr. Harold Deutsch History Roundtable, I know you meet at 7 p.m. on the second Tuesday of every month from September through May at the Minnesota History Center in St. Paul. And we'll go ahead and put your link on our website as well. But I know it is open to everyone. And I also encourage everyone to watch the Fox Nation Patriot Awards streaming on Fox Nation. Really an incredible story about your service. I'm guessing you had a, a pretty good time in Florida by the looks of things. <laughs> Yeah, that um, I was actually notified last, uh, I guess it was May, that I'd been selected to receive the uh, Patriot Award from Fox. It was an unbelievable experience. Currently, we're, we're, we're in our 36th year of programs. I, I appreciate the opportunity to uh, uh, talk to people about what we're trying to do with World War II history. I, I hope that the significance of the Fox Patriot Award is a recognition of what we have done. It's not about me. It's, it's about the team. It's about the, the volunteers that, that run the round table. We have developed as a team to put these programs together has enriched my life and I think uh, has enriched the lives of those involved with our roundtable. We're always looking for new people, new ideas, new suggestions. So thanks for the opportunity of having us share this with your audience. Well, Don Patton, again, thank you for all you do. And thank you for being my guest. And that will do it for this episode of Liz Collin Reports. We will see you next time.